to the Insomniac Show with Nicolette and Brian. We'll get real deep with you, educating, inspiring, and solving problems with some of the most inspirational humans on the planet. Buckle up and come on the journey. I'm excited. It's Nicolette, and today Brian and I are back with Elizabeth Berry, and she is going to talk to us about kindness and communication, obviously, but also her two new books. I dropped the ball. I thought it was one book. I got the wrong yeah. book. I'm all over the place today. Her two new books. We're going to talk about those today, and we're going to catch up on some, uh, I think we should talk about communication during the pandemic and during I got some good ones. I think we should talk about like during tense times. I there's a lot of kind communication that we need to be doing right now. So yeah. thank you for joining us again, Elizabeth. I think you forgot that Elizabeth publishes one book per month and she probably I'm talks, I'm a mother so of two behind. Is that a- <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna, soon it's going to be like the book of the month, like the national, right. since we're in the holidays, the jelly of the month club. <laughs> you can get like an Amazon subscription going, right? Like, yes. every, like you know, they get a book Do it. You. you know That'd what? Awesome. I actually announced today that I'm starting a VIP program, a membership program. So I'm offering a little bit of that with monthly meditations, monthly empowerment, and all of the inspiration that comes from the book. So I did that that today. (laughs) There you go. Hmm. All right. So let's kick us off. Tell us, um, first, let's kick off with your books. And then I want to get into some of that deep communication stuff. So let's talk about those two releases. What do we've got going on? So I'll show you the books. I have them here. This is um, this is the actual book that I wanted to put out, and then I decided to make a little bedside book to go with it. So it's a little. This is a little poetic guide. So this is a new book. It's called Heaven on Eleven, and it is dedicated to love. It's a memoir to love. It has nine sections, and it's wonderful for anyone who is going through a tough time. Uh, someone who is going through a divorce, especially women who are looking for spiritual enlightenment. Um, for those who are in a rocky place in their relationship, again, especially in the pandemic, when you're looking for better ways to communicate with your partner, there are so many tips and tools. So I wrote my love story um, and I faced a tragedy in 2020 where I lost my partner and I decided that on his what would have been his 59th birthday, August 22nd this year, I celebrated our love story with the world so that I turned a tragedy into love for the world. I I choose love. I was saved for a purpose. Um, It was a hit and run boating accident and I was run over in the head. Uh, He passed away in front of me. And the thing that I needed to do was to capture that love story. And it it was a beautiful coming together. So this book is truly enlightening. And one of the coolest things that everyone was saying was that I couldn't put it down and I didn't want it to end. So it's, it's not just my story. It's a story that helps so many couples in so different, so many different ways to heal, to grow, to come together, to hold hands, to love, to find intimacy, to look into each other's eyes again, and, um, and, and then the other book next to it is called The Little Book of Love. And this little book is, it takes some of the poetic lyrical wordsmithery in the first book. And I included a little bit more in there. It's a bedside book and it talks about vows. So this cool is cool. This book is cool because 
and talks about the personal vows. When we get married, we say our vows, but we forget that my personal vows and your personal vows aren't, aren't really met along the way. The marriage is like, okay, I take you and you take me, but along, along the years and as we age and as we grow together, we forget that, hey, I have ideas too, and so do you, and, and I don't want people to lose themselves. So I created a magic foundation talking to uh, people about their relationships. And then the last thing I'll leave you with is that, that in this little book, it talks about standards and expectations. So many of us are in relationships and we have so many expectations of our partner. And the expectations often always lead to disappointment and expectations are based upon outside circumstances. We think that they know what we're meaning in our head <laughs> and we expect them to take out the garbage or to rub our feet or to, to make my bed or to do something. And then when they don't do it, we get pissed off. So what I talk to readers about is to raise their standards, to live by a higher standard, to know that we can change our standard anytime and we don't have to live by the expectations rule of just always waiting for things to come our way because it can't and it won't. And that creates a healthier, loving, more loving relationship together. So I think the thing with expectations too yeah. is expectations, it like you know, the problem is you have this vision of what's going to happen. Right. And mm -hmm. it's the, it's the crap you don't see that really knocks you on your butt. Right. It really is. It's, it's those things that you don't plan on or don't fit into your vision, or you didn't imagine it happening that just, you know, kick your butt. You know, those are the ones I think that really, cause I agree with you, you know, expectation is so much based on what, we're disappointed in. We're not looking at it in the present. We're looking at it like, Oh, here's this grand vision of what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, you know, I want to, I want to say something though about expectations. So you mentioned kind of like, you know, someone not knowing what's in your head and, you know, um, expecting them to do something, but I think there's also this other layer, which is verbalizing that communicating your wants and needs, but you're also remembering that just because you say that you want, let's say you want your feet rubbed, doesn't mean that, that other person necessarily has to do that or can do that at that time you know like it's also understanding you know all right I've I may verbalize I'm guilty I, I, I verbalize everything I tell everybody what I want and what I need I don't hold <laughs> anything in but that doesn't mean that the world stops just because I say I want this right now you know and I think that's something that is really important because um it is the root of some of the the issues here um at home right I want the garbage out right now because I do just because will anything change if the garbage goes out in an hour? Probably not, you know, um, but I want it now and, and it becomes a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you carry it. And that's where that magic foundation comes back in of your personal vows, which are your habits mm -hmm. and the partner's personal vows and their habits. And the bottom is the foundation you see, because when we have our personal vows and we continue to talk about them, healthy communication, one of us will always be slipping and sometimes we're always at the same, but one of us will always be slipping, but they, they are held up by that foundation of the pillars of healthy communication so that no matter what Humpty Dumpty doesn't fall off the wall. And at the top that comes out is magic. And we can really have magical, beautiful relationships. If we just slow down and take the time to have patience, listen and speak with love and compassion.
So, so is it that, I know this is a weird question, is it that you shouldn't <laughs> have expectations or is it the fact that you should be flexible in your expectations? I guess that's my question, right? Like, it, it's like, should you just live in the present, right? So you don't have expectation of what's going to happen next or is it, should you, your expectations be flexible because anything could happen at any moment? Well, it, it's both. And if you go back to the last article, article um, podcast that we did, it was on the former book, Design Your Mind to Be Kind. And there, there's, a, there's a habit there that talks about flying above and mm -hmm. catching yourself. So having an expectation is an actual normal human being quality. Right? Right. No matter how evolved we are, we can go mm -hmm. sit on a freaking mountain in a robe with like a thousand candles and still come down and be pissed at somebody. It's our natural <laughs> tendency, right? So the, the, the role is to fly above ourselves and to watch ourselves and to pay attention and have awareness of our behaviors. Because when you do that, you start to lessen those expectation levels. And absolutely, you're correct in um, just knowing that being more flexible and just being more free will also share a message with your partner. Even though we cannot change other people, they kind of riff off of your behavior as well. So there's, there's a flow to it. And it takes many, many months and many, many years for some of us to kind of come onto the same page. And um, I'm now offering relationship coaching in my executive practice because so many people have read these books and have come to me and said, well, and, and so many people are going through so many things in their marriage that they're embarrassed to say. And therapy isn't helping them because the therapist will just say, well, you just tell me what it, what it is. And they don't really want to say it and they want some more constructive advice. And I think that's what we all hunger for is not to point and blame anymore, but to just say, give me some solutions. <laughs> like, what, what, are, what are some answers? What, what's, right. what are the tips that we can put together? <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, I mean, you're talking, you're talking about relationships in terms of like, you know, we've got our, our, our romantic relationships, but I mean, I can imagine those have kind of endured a little something during the past nine months, <laughs> but you know, there's relationships, um, with I think everybody's relationships have taken a bit of a strain. Um, is that what you're seeing kind of in terms of communication and what's going on? What are you seeing here with your clients? What I'm seeing is that people are finding themselves and finding more of their spiritual meaning in life. And a lot of them have lost their purpose and or joy. And what they're saying with this, whereas in a pre-COVID world, they would be caught up in the cycle, caught up in the in the 24-7 grind. And we don't really have that grind anymore. So they're actually sitting with their muck and they're like, well, what do I do with this muck? Because it's more evident we're not on the rush anymore. So what I'm seeing is that people are actually raising their hand to say, I want to be better. I want to do better. And I actually just recorded my next podcast this morning based on executive coaching, because a lot of my clients come to me and they're like, I'm probably not the right client for you because I'm a reactor. You're the perfect client, actually. <laughs> so many of us are so embarrassed of our flaws and, and of our mistakes and the way that we show up. And it's just, I like to get on the same page and just say, I grew up in Staten Island. <laughs> I grew up in an Irish household. 
I yelled at screens, and that's why I became the kind communicator. So everyone knows that we're all on the same page. <laughs> so I, I have a question. Do you think you, you mentioned, you know, like they're dealing with their own muck? Do you think it's also partially because people who they were so busy with other things outside of their house and now they're sort of in their house that you don't have any options in many ways than to have to hmm. deal with those relationships, right? Because you're sort of stuck in it. What are you going to do? Everyone's going to lock themselves in the closet. You know, you sort of got to live together and coexist. I've thought about it. Work. I have thought about it, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, you know, people, can, you can't even go to a bar and get a drink anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of like the escapism of doing things with other people or staying late at the office. However, mm -hmm whatever was panning out, I think people are starting to realize, well, hey, we got to talk about this. And that's where the hard conversations are coming. And it's, it's rather difficult for many people. But at the same time, it could be really healing. We just have to say yes to accepting the outside help or reading a book or I, I don't think that reading a book is going to fix anything, but it does provide inspiration. Like I said, so many people read this and said, I want to do better in my relationship. And it's not like they were doing anything wrong. It just kind of up levels and opens the heart a little bit. And we're all kind of looking for some of that right now. <laughs> all right. There's a tough one going on though. Um, I think that what I've seen and correct me if I'm, if you tell me if you've seen something different, I think people are having trouble communicating about their, um, their opinions. Now, I, I mean, we've been in a very politically tense environment. Um, and I think that no matter where you stand, I think it's been really hard for people to have discussions because of fear, you know, um, maybe you don't see things the same way as I do. I don't want to upset you or, or maybe I think you don't, you know, whatever, whatever, maybe it's a malicious place that you don't want to talk about it, but whatever it may be. I love this. I love this, I love this topic. <laughs> where, you know, what, you know, when you talk about solutions, what then, how do we communicate when we are in this environment? I'll give you a real world example. So I can't talk about my political views because of my, my, mm -hmm. I've run a small business, right? So if right. I started to exactly. tell people what I thought, it might make a lot of people upset. I have mm -hmm. very strong opinions and I have, I have this year become very politically active and I've, I've become woke. I know a lot, I am educated and I have been, my life has changed because of it. I'm watching what's happening on social media and although I don't post, I like certain comments on everyone else's page. Now, what I did do was the other day, if I can give you a specific example, and this goes into kindness, right? So Al Roker, on Instagram, as soon as we found out that Rudy Giuliani had COVID and because Rudy Giuliani is helping Trump and the media is not buying it, Al Roker immediately put up a photo of Rudy and, and um, it, it was the photo of uh, the embarrassing photo. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a public speaker. I train public speakers for the stage. I get up in front of thousands of people to speak and I train people to do that. And sometimes we have embarrassing moments, you know, there, mm -hmm. there's going to be sweat marks, there's going to be mm -hmm. mascara running. And for God forbid, it would, you know, it, it was a, an embarrassing moment. And for, for, for someone who is in the public eye, like Al Roker, who 
also dealt with a lot of weight issues, by the way, in the past, and he probably wouldn't want people to post something about him, right? So right. here we are present day on Instagram, this guy with millions of followers post this photo that Rudy had COVID with that photo. And I said something on his Instagram. I, that was the first time that I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to put it in. Cause I, now that was just unkind, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I said, you know what, this is very petty of you. And it seems very unkind. Uh, you know, it's an embarrassing photo for someone that has so many millions of followers. I would think that you would, you would choose something in a, in a, in a better light. And immediately he changed the photo. Now, I wrote a post about it on LinkedIn because I have a following of business folks on LinkedIn and we all differ in our opinions. Mm -hmm. But I, the way that I wrote it was just talking to people about just being kind. And, mm -hmm. I, and I did have someone who had a, a different political view than I. I didn't express who I believe in, but um, it was obvious it was different. And we had a healthy conversation and there were at least four four to seven posts between us. And it was so healthy. And he said, thank you so much for making this easy to have a healthy mm -hmm. conversation mm -hmm. about. And um, I can send you the link if you want to add it with the post. But I think that in this political environment, it's just nice to be nice. And, um, and we all differ. And there are a lot of strong opinions. But if you can have a healthy conversation about it, then I think that it makes it we then we're the ones who show up as the bigger people. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, well, and, I, and I think a lot of people realize, you know, they don't realize, I should say that, you know, we're, we're, you know, I hate to say this, but we're all in this together, right? We're all, you know, trying to better society, trying to be better people. It's like, why post that picture of Rudy G. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't do anything for it doesn't contribute to the story you know right um, right like if you want to be like hey rudy giuliani has covid right i'm just letting you know this fact that's right. different than posting a picture of him with the hair dye dripping yeah. down his face i mean come on there's no there's absolutely no just reason. side note i texted brian i was like i think rudy's bleeding what's going on here yeah. i just yeah. <laughs> I knew it was the hair dye and i like as a as a as a public speaking coach when you see things I was mortified I'm like, I, I went, I was, I was speaking at iHeartMedia once and um, it was Bar Barbara Corcoran was speaking and, and as a public speaking coach, you, you always teach people how to hold their microphone. And she had her microphone down here the entire time <laughs> and nobody can hear the five minutes. And I was speaking there the next week and I didn't want to say anything. So I was sitting in the, in, in the, in the audience being like, oh my God, someone please tell her. So like, but these are the things that we want to have that kind humanity mm -hmm. with right. today. Look, I appreciate that you have a different perspective. Um, let's all become educated, but we can disagree to disagree. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's the problem with communication, though, during this time is that some people don't want to agree to disagree. And, and that's what I'm finding personally, is yeah. that it's there is no more of that. You know, um, I, I did have one conversation via social media similar to to you, and I, I bit my tongue for a while. Well, <laughs> mostly. And then and then, you know, I just it was something that was unkind and just didn't make sense to me, you know, and it wasn't really a political thing, but it was sort of and. And after going back and forth and sharing why I felt a certain way about this, um, you know, and it was related to me being a mother of a child and, you know, you know, fearing violence and things like that. And um, the other person said, you know, I didn't see it that way. You know, while I know that person has a very strong political 
opinion and will never ever change it. They understood where I was coming from in that moment, which was nice, which yeah. was nice, you know. But isn't that the basis of like being a human being, like trying to understand where the other person is coming from, whether you agree or you don't agree? It's, it, you know, people want to be heard, right? People just want to be heard. They want to be acknowledged that they've said something that their opinion matters, you know, in to some degree, right? And, and that's it. It's just acknowledge. It's just kindness. Like at the end of the day, it's just, that's having empathy. That is being a friend or a good person to whoever it is, a friend or an acquaintance or whoever the case is, you know, well, it's, it's but, pretty but simple. <laughs> the interesting thing that I saw was that I went back to Al Roker's photo on Instagram because immediately after I wrote that, he changed the photo. And what I noticed was that all of the people that had commented thereafter, these are these are like our kind human being friends. Mm -hmm. They were posting, you should have taken, you should have kept the the other photo. The other photo was better. I mean, these are like adults saying this. Yeah. And there's something called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. It means that when you're taught something so many times, you you begin to believe it. So when you're mm -hmm. finally told the truth. You have a hard time believing the truth, which is what yeah. everyone's been told by the media. Um, and I won't go further in that, but that's really what's happening is that people are, are adverse to the truth because they've been lied to for so long. And it's it's really just, it's it's getting out of control. And that's why I you know, have my yoga practice. I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, you know, centered. Centered. I, I'm going to keep writing books every month, the book of the month club. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys, a, I'll tell you guys a funny story. Like I do a lot of speaking too. And one time, you know, my zipper was down <laughs> and, and, and someone in the audience is like pointing to their crotch. And I'm like, why is this person pointing at their crotch? And then he's like, the guy's like, and he keeps pointing it like it's cold. And I'm like, what? and then I finally realize it. And I never stand behind a podium, whether there's a podium on the stage or not. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, let me walk behind the podium and, you know, <laughs> zip that up the best I can, you know. But yeah, it happens to everyone. Like if people don't understand, like when you're out there, you're putting yourself out there, that stuff is going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, it's just, it's just life, you know. It is. And I'm glad that you had a you had, a, you had a smile with it. And that's, that's really where we wanted. And you know, you saw the fly and then you had the, the people <laughs> the placed there. And it's just like, that's how petty and that's how small the people in this world can be sometimes. Whereas, whereas what I write about is to be uplifting and to choose differently before you know, to, to, to respond instead of react, to choose how we're going to respond. Because at the end of the day, our energy precedes us mm -hmm. as we walk into a room and our legacy is left behind. Yeah. So do you think, I mean, and you mentioned you were saying it in jest, but do you think some of this is going to kind of motivate you to, really, is this why you're diving deeper into your, I'm going to cut that. Is this why you're diving deeper into your yoga practice into writing um is there a lot of communication that you feel like you're um okay i, I want to change the question so okay. you know how you said because you have a small business that it's hard for you to communicate some of the things that you feel strongly about do you think you're channeling that um you know communication that you want to be doing into something else almost like you're not able to communicate certain things that you want to no i have a whole secret group of people that <laughs> are like me and 
we text each other articles every single day. So it's the best <laughs> part of my day. So throughout the entire last six, seven months, I have a secret group of people who are just like me. <laughs> we share all of our interests in articles. And <laughs> there's so much of that going on. And it's the it's best a, part of my day. So I have like, a and the only one that knows is Siri. You know? <laughs> out of the bag at some point about where I stand and some of my colleagues are, are actually getting curious to say I'd really like to have a conversation with you because I think um but I'm getting into yoga and, and meditation I always wanted to do that and in fact John and I were supposed to do that this October and I carried it out even with an injury I'm severely injured and it's helping me heal. And the great part about that is that I've been a, a, a born and raised meditation and yoga teacher and it's, it came so naturally to me. So it's really just a part of who I am. And my writing has always been about that. So in the past several months, I've invested in Tony Robbins State with Destiny. I've invested in my yoga certification, which is helping my writing and my coaching practice. And also just in Robin Sharma's big network of, of his global elites on leadership. And he even does meditation. So a lot of people like me who are motivational speakers have this sort of thing in the, in the background. And I think it's there's a calling for it um, in the world. And even what I, this year, I added meditation to open some of my clients, my executive clients that are like this when we get on the phone. So I just open with the meditation and sometimes they cry. And that's really one of the most beautiful things about this communication idea is that kind communication and compassion brings out the best in us. And the more that we can tap into that quietness, the better, the better we live like a happier, healthier life. And what we're seeing right now with the politics, I, I, in my yoga class, I had a 630 yoga class this morning and I was started talking about politics because I'm educating someone <laughs> in what I know. And I said to her, she's like, well, why do we know all this? This is so hard to comprehend. And I said, there's so much to comprehend, but what I want you to take away is that the higher level that we can think about being woke and being uh, knowing, having that knowledge, no matter what's going on, is that we can teach more yoga and do more things and dance around the living room and love and make love and, and eat pasta and cookies because what is going on around us may not even be real and in <laughs> our faces. So the better we can live and just be free, the, the, the better our time is going to be on this planet. <laughs> I have a question, right? You I needed that. I needed to hear yeah. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Drink the wine. <laughs> right. I have a question. So you mentioned that you and John, one of the things you planned for was doing yoga, right? And doing that together. Now, here's my question because, you know, my loss, like I lost my dad when I was young, but he had like all these visions. And it's weird because I find like staying connected with him. Mm -hmm. I work on some of his visions, like mm -hmm. things he wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's for me, but also because it was part of some of the vision he had. Do you feel like that keeps you connected to people? Because I do. Well, I've actually been visited by him. I've, I, my spirituality has been uplifted and whether you're a believer or not, um, he actually has not left my side. Um, 
he goes to different people who don't know me and they come to me and say that he's here. And I've, I've recently had like a four month conversation with him through someone else, which is completely magical. And it like it, the tears and the red in the face. And he's like, stop crying because heaven is so beautiful and it's so uplifting. But um, yeah, he wants me to keep living and that's the message. And if we can all live out the dreams that we have. And, and that was really the two words that I have for anyone that has gone through loss. And, and that's how I've, I've, I keep climbing, right? It doesn't mean that I, I don't cry after this interview. It doesn't mean that I don't cry in the morning or at the night or when I listen to music or make our favorite bread. Um, the two words are celebrate and honor. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if we can celebrate the time that we do have with people and honor, I honored his passage to heaven. Anyone that will, has a hard time with grieving that tries to hold their feet down on this earth, he, his spirit is still here, but you can't wish for something different because then you're treading water mm -hmm. and honoring his passage was something that is, it has become beautiful to me. That's why I wrote this book and I gave it as a gift to the world on his birthday. And I'm so glad that people are using it to heal and it, and it healed me. And even in the next book, there are certain um, things that I, I did write another book. It's coming out soon. You see? Well, you book of the month. <laughs> and it talks, it talks about the I'm clicking on the subscription on your Amazon right yes, now. Yes, yes. <laughs> right to the Venmo, baby. Right. <laughs> Don't give it to Amazon. They're taking everybody. <laughs> okay. right to <laughs> like in my secret text group? Is a yes, discount? yes. If you want to be in the secret text group, <laughs> it's good. It's the best part of my day and it saves me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But but I like that. I, I like what you're saying, though, honoring the passage, because I think that's, you know, really putting it in perspective, because it's, you know, it, I think it's one of those things. And I think for me, even some of it was subconscious, you know, because I was younger, and, you yeah. know, started working on these plans. But some of it was subconscious, some of it's conscious. And the older I get, the more I realize, like, wow, I'm honoring his passage and some of the things he didn't have time to do, yeah. you know, as a person. Yeah, yeah. And, and when we, we talked about getting a goat um when we were on vacation oh my god i want a goat but they yeah, weren't like, I so want my town <laughs> we're gonna get a goat and and in fact one of the people that the second person that he went to in the beginning she was on the phone with me and she didn't even know she's like oh, he's saying get the goat so and i you know i have his, i have his photo here it's on my desk every day and i have a little sticky note that says december is my healing month because we're coming up on the one year anniversary on January 3rd. I'm hosting a guided meditation. You're both invited. It's January 3rd at 7 a.m. I'll send you the link. Um, and, if that, and if this goes out before then, if anybody- It is, won't actually, this, this will be kicking off the season three, uh, January 5th, so. No, they'll be together. <laughs> but, you know, you know, 2020 really must've been rough for you, man. I mean, geez. We talk about 2020 being rough, but look how their year started. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. And and that's not even talking about, you know, the the justice or maybe the lack thereof or lawyers or people involved that may have been unkind and showing up like twilight zones. I mean, there's there's that whole mm -hmm. um there's that whole thing that I bring up a little bit in the next book as a 
guide to how not to be. <laughs> um, so I'm taking- But look how much you've accomplished in that year. Thank you know you. what I mean? Like that's how the year started. Yeah. Then all of this craziness happened and you can look back and look at how much you've done. That's, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, you are a badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I probably would be like in the closet crying for about six months yeah. and then you'd have to drag me out and then maybe I'd have some sort of like, you know, it would be a process. I'll tell you that. One. <laughs> it would be a process. I'd get there, but it would be a process. I'm Italian. Everything's very dramatic. You know, we sit there with a black nail for, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a process, but you're just so kick ass. Yeah, I think she's my new spirit animal. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get the goat, let me know how it goes. <laughs> no, no, do not, do not. She has a petting zoo at her house. Do not, <laughs> do not tell her anything about a goat. I have one. I have an African sulcata tortoise that is tell going me. to outlive us all. Um, <laughs> Tell her the goat I is horrible. If you get a goat, the goat is horrible. Just tell her that, please. <laughs> a bunny. I've had geckos. And what else do I have? Uh, the bunny, oh, the geckos, the frogs. Uh, just got a puppy. Uh, oh, it's so cool. She's really trying to get the entire, here. She's trying to, over a lifetime, she's trying to have the entire food chain of the animal kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> well, Listen. I, 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 want, I want to comment and tell you, Brian, that um, in the next book, I actually include spirit animals in because I talked about emotional intelligence and the next level up from emotional intelligence is spiritual intelligence. And I'm actually drawing all of the um, spirit animals and teaching people to use those qualities within each of the animals, such as the snake. It only goes forwards. It never goes backwards in life. So using all of the the ideas of those spirit animals in, in our own lives to mimic nature and to slowing down and really appreciating the moment. So <laughs> awesome. You're really ahead of the game, Brian. You pretty much know what she's going to do for her. I know. That's why I'm in the secret tax group. <laughs> <laughs> let me in the group, man. Just let me in. <laughs> oh man. You got to get a subscription model for the tax group. Man. <laughs> yeah, I do. I I, that one's that one's double locked behind the port, double portal, double portals. <laughs> so oh man, well that is so kick-ass. I'm sorry, that that is just awesome. Oh, thank you. It so really much. is. It really is. That's that's how you turn some really shitty stuff into into magic, right? Yeah, yeah. It's magic. Choosing love. Brand. What else? Spirit animals, subscription clubs. What do you got? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's we went through a lot today. <laughs> I know this is but, deep. I'm really but, excited wait, actually wait. to have this kick off the season. Uh, I think Elizabeth, it's going to set a really good tone. Yes, and Elizabeth obviously has to come on monthly from now on with all the books she's written. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so awesome. That's true. That's true. Well, I, you know, I, I love these books. Again, they're, they're really, really beautiful. I thank you so much for inviting me back on the show to talk about my work and to talk about how it's affecting the world and making a ripple effect in people to look at themselves a little bit differently, soften their hearts, soften their souls, and just keep up leveling, especially in our second half of life. I think one of the things that I find is that 
40s, 50s, 60s come around and we're like, well, wait a minute, where, where did that baggage come from? And we're like, yeah. how do I get rid of that? And it's a, a little tough to do that, especially in relationships and in whether you're a small business and you're suffering from the certain circumstances. So I think that um, all of this can turn out to be such a beautiful romantic story for all of us to just fall in love with ourselves in, in the new year. And everybody be a little bit kinder in 2021. That's what yeah. I've been saying. Now tell everybody where they can find your books. We don't want to really send them to Amazon. So yeah, no. where can we find <laughs> No secret text group. Use the link below. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just rebranded my website. I'm really proud of that. So it just, uh, over the course of 2020, I had to re- I have to rebuild who I am and what it is that I do and how I showcase that to the world. So um, you can go to thekindcommunicator.com and you can click on books. And while you're there, you can also click on my podcast or my services and just find out a little bit more about how I can work with you or just um, inspire you in any sort of way, yoga, meditation. There's, there's a lot of good stuff there. So thank you. And thank you both so much for having me on. And thank you, Thanks, sharing Elizabeth. you with everyone, Elizabeth. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you.